Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Jillian Carroll with my guy here, Chris Unocero, and you are listening to Jillian Carroll and Unocero on 610 Sports Radio. I suggested other names, but uh, the boss really wasn't taking it. So yeah, Jillian Carroll and Unocero is the name of the show. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. It's a working title. I'm going to try to sell the boss on the Carol and Sero show that I said, because it kind of rhymes. So I was like, yeah, let's do Carol and Sero. And he was like, no. So, you know. We'll work on it. Taking suggestions now. <laughs> no, I think we're going to stick with it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in. We're super excited to get rolling. Uh, it's going to be a unique show. Talking about the message behind sort of the spirit of sports. So I look at sports as um, being an opportunity to unite people. Um, few events can unite people across the world in such a positive way, in, in my opinion. Um, so we look at sports as doing that. Um, I come from a heavy sports background with a soccer focus. Uh, grew up playing, played locally at St. Thomas Aquinas. Shout out to the Saints and Craig Ewing. Um, moved on and played in college at Northern Iowa. Shout out to my KU fans. <laughs> uh, came home and have been coaching ever since. Feeling really blessed to have coached in a couple of different youth programs. Spent some time with the Chiefs. I was a Chiefs cheerleader for six strong seasons um, and then moved into some sideline reporting for not only the Chiefs on CBS and NFL Network, but then Sporting Kansas City on Fox Sports KC. So pretty excited to talk about all of those things and then also just some awesome local athletes and coaches that we have in the city. I don't have any of those accolades. Uh, I've never won an Emmy in my life, as Julian Carroll has done. Uh, I uh, the, my my greatest achievement in life, I think, is I got verified when the Royals won the World Series three. Years Nerd, ago. that's big. That is that is not big. I don't. I didn't ask to be verified. I didn't do anything to be verified. Uh, they just gave, they just followed me when the Royals won the World Series. So that's my greatest achievement. In uh, in in the world of media, I I don't have any uh, escalades as Jamal Charles will call them. Uh, so clearly, you were the talent of the show until tonight when you joined the show. Yeah, so now I'm like partial. I'm like somehow there's like you know whatever degree six degrees of separation between <laughs> me and an Emmy award. Uh, so that's what it is right now. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, moving forward, we are going to focus on um, just unique stories that derive from sports. So whether it be relationships with coaches and athletes um, 
or teams, special teams. We've got some really exciting local community influencers that we want to highlight those um, those people. So, again, sport as a universal language, um, almost no bias or favoritism. It's almost it's almost <laughs> an, an equal playing field where people can kind of actually come together and 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 speak one language, if you will. So that's and and you know Sarah's laughing at me. See, right this now. is the reason why we have you on the show. <laughs> this is the reason why. Your name is first. This is the reason why you won the Emmy Award win. Because she's just coming on here and just saying all these beautiful <laughs> phrases that I could never think of saying, uh, uh, describing sports. And this is the reason you're the talent of the show and listen, I'm just Listen, listen. There's a lot about sports that happen off the field or off the pitch or off the ice, off the court, whatever you want to say. And um, there's a lot about relationships and, and um, athletes experience special things together. So we want to highlight some of those things. Um, on tonight's show, we'll, we'll do a little bit of everything. So we've got some hot topics surrounding um, surrounding the pay-for-play topic that we've all been hearing about the past couple days. Um, we are going to be joined by one of my favorite guys, Daniel Shallowy from Sporting Kansas City. And we will talk about the run that Sporting Kansas City is on right now um, and kind of move forward to other, some other fun things happening um, in the golf community in Kansas City. Yep, web.com tour is uh, going to be coming here soon. Which I know nothing about because the only golf that I play involves a soccer ball, soccer golf. So I'll hear from you on that one. <laughs> we actually, we actually uh, a couple days ago, uh, Brad Fanning from The Drive, he caught up with, he, he talked to uh, Bink. Bink had him on, Bink at night, two nights ago. So we will play that for you. And he... We'll inform you about this uh, great event coming to Kansas City. Sounds super exciting. But let's just jump into this pay-for-play topic that we have here in Ocero with college basketball. So tell us what you got going on there. So here, here's the thing that, I, that really has jumped out to me about this, uh, you know, this, this trial that's going on. Actually, they just convicted the uh, three individuals involved. It was like an Adidas exec, a couple other guys involved in that. And and the basic gist of this is that um, universities are throwing money at, at athletes. Or it's not universities, it's like these shoe companies. Adidas, Nike, I think, was part of an investigation as well. And basically what they're doing is uh, they're kind of paying players to go pay for certain, play for certain programs, for certain schools in college basketball. And, you know, it, this kind of comes down to the whole argument of, uh, and this is just, for me, this is my opinion. Just because a player, just because something is illegal, something is against the rules, doesn't necessarily, to me, make it wrong. And I know that there are a lot of players who uh, want to try and capitalize off of their likeness in a way that they're not allowed to by the NCAA. And so when I'm looking at, at this situation and I'm hearing, and in you're hearing it like I'm listening to all these different reporters who were talking about this and they're like, oh, this is so corrupt and evil and wrong because all these athletes are getting money and, you know, being paid to go play for certain uh, universities. I know that the University of Kansas right now has had uh, accusations against uh, like I think it's Silvio D'Souza and they're actually holding him out of an exhibition, I believe, tonight because of said allegation because they want to make sure that, you know, situations cleared up. Uh, there's no you know, issue going on with the NCAA and, and eligibility rules. But, I, and I know you, you played college soccer. Was it uh, Northern Iowa? Heck yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, and, and we talked about this before the show, like a lot of these college athletes don't like the fact that these schools can make money 
off of their likeness, and yet they get none of it. They yeah, get nothing. It's hard. I mean, now I was not, uh, my jersey was not being bought by anyone. <laughs> Let's make did that they, clear. Did they sell jerseys for I the soccer doubt. players? They, they sold women's soccer jerseys with Jillian Carroll on there. However, <laughs> if I'm, you know, if I am a player that is, um, my jerseys are sold more than every other one, there's something to say for it. And that's hard to take. I mean, we talked about it at the Fab Five in Michigan back in 90, 91, 91 maybe? Yeah, this is like um, 91, 92. Same, same kind of thought process, right? They were living check to check, if you will, like scraping pennies, but their jerseys were flying off the shelves making that school so much money, and they were angry about it. So it's, I mean, it's difficult. Like, I, again, I wasn't in that situation, but I can understand where if my name from my efforts and everything that I'm producing is is a revenue, you know, it's a moneymaker, that's difficult. That's a hard pill to swallow. So. Yeah, and when I, I when I went to Mizzou, I remember going to the Mizzou bookstore and you would see Chase Daniels' jersey sitting on the rack. They didn't have his name on it, but uh, I think it was number five. And they had that, that black number five jersey sitting on the rack. They had Jeremy Macklin. I think he was number nine. They had his black number nine jersey sitting on there. Wasn't no name on the back, but you knew that if you bought that black number nine, you were buying a Jeremy Macklin jersey, and yet he wasn't going to see any of that money. And so if it's if I'm looking at it from the perspective of the college athlete, I don't care if they get money elsewhere. I know that you remember the situation with Reggie Bush when he was at USC, and supposedly like there was a house or and a Hummer bought for his family, and and you know they eventually they took away wins from the university and whatnot, and and uh, you know he ended up having his name tarnished as far as you know his connections with USC. I'm like I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me because at the end of the day, it didn't affect what was happening on the field. And what we're seeing now with this whole situation is that. It kind of seems like everybody's doing it. I think there was stuff out there like Creighton willing to drop 100 stacks to get a player to come play for the university. That's a lot of money from Creighton. <laughs> yeah. Creighton's yeah. not the school, I think, is 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 going to go out there and spend that kind of money to get a player there. But reportedly, that's what they were trying to do. Yeah. So I don't have any, uh, any real blame for these athletes uh, trying to go out there and get their money because, frankly, uh, you know, you obviously alluded to this earlier, you know, as a, as an athlete, there's things you can't do. You know, there, you're not allowed to go out here and, and work a part-time job that allows you to make significant money. And on top of that, you're kind of limited in what you're able to do. Uh, out, you know, you're not limited. You, you can't make money off of your own likeness. And so it really is unfair. And so I, I think that this is blown out of proportion, I think. And there are times when things that are what we're told you know, or, or that are made illegal, maybe not necessarily wrong. And that, to me, is like the biggest thing that jumps out about this. I hear that. But then, you know, devil's advocate here, uh, being an athlete, you know, I was blessed enough to receive a scholarship. So all these players, yeah. I assume, are receiving a free education. And, most of them. Some, and, of them. some of them aren't on scholarship, but most of them, yeah. And with that comes, you know, academic support and all of the things that student athletes receive. So I do feel there are some valuable pieces that are there. Um, I don't know, though, if it equals out, if you will. It ain't enough. (laughs) Not when the school can go out and make millions of dollars off of your performance and then they just pay your scholarship. How about in the spirit of the show are the experiences 
learning moments, um, memories made as a college athlete, is there a, a dollar amount you could put on those? Or yeah, are those yeah. Give me the memories? Money. <laughs> Give me the money on the me- over the memories any day. All I'll right. take that any day. <laughs> I hear it. Well, um, stay tuned. We've got some more things coming up. Again, as mentioned, we will hear from Daniel Shallowy. We will also learn a little bit about the golf tourney that is coming to Kansas City. Stay tuned. Stay locked in. You are listening to Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero on 610 Sports Radio. Smooth intro this time. <laughs> I don't know. What do you, you play with that gangster rap? That uh, it was a uh, it was almost uh, what was it that uh, what was it? Oh, what is the name of that rap group? I forgot now. The ones that was uh, talking about the police. All rap groups talk about the police. No, not every <laughs> rap group. NWA. NWA. Uh, no, not NWA. It was uh, NWO. Not NWO. Either. I don't think they talked about the NWA. Police. No, <laughs> you're terrible at this, Dusty. Let's well, move this on. This song's called and... "Give Me a Ring." It's called "Give Me a Ring." Yeah. Who's uh, the artist? Uh, it's just generic music cool that we and, play. I mean, the, the, the description is cool and seductive hip hop. <laughs> so you got that going for you. So that's where we're headed. Well, that, yeah, that's the mood of the of this next segment here is cool and seductive. It is everything but that. However, we will go with it. We are we are back and we are talking um, a the new web.com tour. Web.com tour. Previously in Kansas City. Um, but a new portion of it. So we're going to hear from Brad Fanning. Um, Who was on uh, Bink at Night with Jay Binkley. You can hear him 6 to 9, Monday through Friday, except when we're on. And when the uh, Kansas State Coaches Show is on. Uh, but, yeah, the web co- web.com tour, changing venues. Originally it was at Lion- Lionsgate Country Club in the, uh, in the park. Mm-hmm. As uh, there, was a, there was a caller in on the uh, Chiefs call-in show a couple weeks ago that kept saying he kept calling Overland Park the park, so I couldn't, I didn't know what he was what he was talking about. <laughs> but yeah, Lionsgate Country Club in the park, and uh, they've been there since '09, and now they're moving to Blue Hills Country Club in Kansas City, starting next year and running through uh, 2023. This Kansas City Golf Classic is going to be played May 6th through the 12th, and I, I'd say probably the most knowledgeable person here at 610 Sports Radio. Uh, about golf is one Brad Finning or Brad Fanning. I said his name terribly. <laughs> uh, he is on the drive two to six p.m. Monday through Friday. Here is Brad Fanning on Bink at Night from two nights ago talking about this event. Oh, yeah, looks like we're having some difficulties. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I listened. I listened to this earlier. <laughs> I don't know why it's not playing. And um, yeah, so. He's essentially, uh, you know, Brad is talking about the importance of this move because it is it is really big. I know Kansas City has had issues with, uh, you know, trying to get big time events. And, you know, it's really big for this to move from Overland Park into Kansas City, Missouri. Here is Brad Fanning finally talking on Bink at Night about this event. Brad Fanning joins us now. Brad was all over the KC Golf Classic. Brad, tell me why we should be excited and maybe get in a PGA Tour event. Which, by the way, I don't know why we don't have. Not a lot. Yeah, well, I, I think it's going to be a little bit big, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think that's the plan kind of down the road. I'll give you a couple of reasons to be excited. First and foremost, um, the fact that the KC Golf Classic is going to be run by an event management team that runs other PGA Tour events. And it's a five-year deal. And the PGA Tour is basically investing in, in, the, in the Web.com event in Kansas City. I mean, the PGA Tour runs the Web.com Tour, which is – is the KC Golf Classic. And now that they're, you know, they're hooking up with not just a nonprofit organization to run a tournament in Kansas City, they're hooking up with 
an event management team that runs tournaments all over the all over the country and on the PGA Tour. That's a really really good sign. The other part of it too is um, Drew Van Meter and the guy that is the uh, executive director of the uh, of the KC Golf Classic. He's one of those guys that's a doer, you know, and he's extremely motivated to get this thing done. And his goal all along has been to turn this Web.com tournament um, into a PGA Tour event, and he thinks it can work in Kansas City. I'm wondering, you know, I've always wondered if we had the courses in the venue because, you know, it's not like, you know, in NASCAR you build a track and then NASCAR comes here, or you build a stadium and a Major League Baseball team comes here. Golf courses are a little bit different. And Drew seems to think the Blue Hills Country Club, with all its history, uh, would be a really, really good fit for it. And, and I'm on board with that. You know, I think Shaq Does it have the room for spectators, though, Brad? Yeah, yeah, I, I think there are, more than you think, more than you think. I, parking, to me, would be the bigger deal. Um, and, and I think that's another reason why Blue Hills might be a good spot for it, because I think there's a lot of strip malls and stuff over there on state lines, and I, there's a lot more parking. I think Melbourne Country Club would be a great place for a PGA Tour event. Uh, but I don't know where you park people and do that stuff. I think Blue Hills is a really good fit for it because it's sort of it's sort of old school country club and traditional U.S. Open type course. You can stretch that baby out to about seventy five hundred yards if you want to. You can grow the rough. You know, you've got mature trees that that you've got to work the golf ball off the tee. I mean, it's a really really good venue. And, and you know, I played there multiple times, and it's tough, man. Hey, the other thing, the other thing too, real quick, think on uh, on the KC Golf Classic is pretty cool, and you brought up the Masters. I mean, they're moving that event to May 6th through the 11th, which is kind of right after the Masters. Mm-hmm. been here in Kansas City in late July when it's just hotter than, what did Ichiro say, hotter than four rats doing whatever in a sock? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's the clean version yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm not going to say what he said. But, um, and, and so it makes a little bit more sense. I mean, people are crazy about golf right after the Masters. you got a bunch of dudes who think they're good players and want to go play. They're hungry for golf after they see that. And so I think moving it to May is a really good spot for it. As a matter of fact, I talked to some of the guys that were – on the web.com tour, and they can't figure out, like, what the hell are we doing in Kansas City in, in July and August? You know, it's so hot here. And so I think that's good for the tour. I think it's good for the event. And I think it's good for everybody in Kansas City. I hope we get it here. I, if, if anybody can get it here, it's a guy like Drew Van Meter. I mean, there's just, you know, you just know when you, when you, you know those people that you need, and you know they're going to make something happen. Like, that's the kind of guy Drew is. And that's why I have faith in the fact that he's going to get this thing done. You know, I enjoy it. I went to the web.com once, and I've been to the seniors. Back when they moved it around, it was at yeah. Tiffany Green's a few years. I yeah. never forget just the access you get. You can talk to the yeah, golfers. I never forget that Dana Quigley. We were riding around in his golf cart, let my kids in there. You know I mean? Just just the nicest guy in the world. Um, yeah. And I couldn't imagine, when I'm watching that, I'm like thinking about, you know, how fun would it be? And keep in mind, there was a lot of legends of golf that were playing in yeah. this. But how cool would it be sitting there seeing Tiger Woods you know, yeah. chip down into a, a par three. Fowler. Oh, or Fowler, any of these guys. I mean, the key to a good golf tournament, in my opinion, is finding a nice par three, sitting your chair down, and just watching it yeah. because you get to see everything from the swing uh, to the hole-in-one yeah. like our dude did out at the uh, Sycamore Ridge when he won that car. Yeah. How's that no, working out it, for you? You're guys? right. I, I, you know, I don't think people in Kansas City, in Kansas City unless, you've, unless you've gone to an event in a different town, really understand how cool of a deal it is. Because I know when you go to the web.com tour, I mean, nobody knows who those guys are for the majority, you know, majority of them. But they're really good players. You'll see them on the PGA Tour. Um, but, man, you go to a PGA Tour event, you go to a major, and it's a freaking party. You know, they got party tents, and it's a blast. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's what the city needs, you know, Brad. Few, what, what's that? It's what the city needs. I mean, we got two NASCAR races, yeah. including one in the play. Kansas Speedway had a big-time race. 
this weekend. It was the final race in the round of 12 before they go to the round of eight. I mean, we're getting these big-time events. I mean, we've had the all-star game for both MLS and Major League Baseball. We had the World Series. We had all these things. The one thing we don't have is golf that I feel we could have. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I, I think I think they can make it work in Kansas City. I think if people got to pay a taste of uh, the PGA Tour in Kansas City, they'd love it. I know it's a great golf event. I mean, you know, I, I was telling Drew this today when we were talking. You know, when I was growing up in Kansas City, it was a pretty good junior golfer at the time. I mean, I had maybe, you know, I grew up in Shawnee. I had maybe three public courses here, and now there's a ton of them. You know, now the options are just ridiculous. I mean, you can go play golf everywhere. I mean, there's probably too many, to be honest with you. But, I mean, they were blowing up because people wanted to play golf. You know, now you can go all over the place, all over the city and play great golf courses. And, you know, you'd be surprised. I mean, I, I always hear people say, like, well, baseball's dying. I'm like, okay, go to a youth baseball tournament on a weekend and see what's yeah. going on. Yeah. You know, if you think people don't care about golf in this town, go try to get a tee time on a weekend around here. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's nuts. I mean, people love the game. Um, it, it's a great, it's a great, great golf town, all the way from Tom Watson to my guy Kenneth Smith, who was making clubs out here in Shawnee way back in the day when he bought a farm. You know, and turn that into one of the greatest golf club companies of all time. The land is still over there on 71st and Neiman. I mean, there's great history in this town. And so um, if, if Kansas City got a taste of a PGA Tour event, they would absolutely love it. Brad Fanning, you hear him on the drive, 2 to 6, every day with Carrington Harrison, except for Saturday and Sunday, he takes those days off yeah, like everybody else does. Two, I, got a, I got a final question for you and a final, final question. Uh, the final okay. question is, we saw such a uh, – we saw the golf courses really, you know, take advantage of the rise of Tiger Woods um, mm-hmm. and get out there and play. And, of course, you know, I'm a guy that played golf a lot. And, you know, tee times may have been Shut a little up. more difficult to no, get. No, you didn't. Yeah, I, I do play a little golf. Not very good, but I play a little. I like to drink beer. Okay. But, anyway, yeah. are the golf courses see, still seeing that with kind of the youth movement, the PGA? Is it still seen as cool? Is it still – are these golf courses – because you're out there all the time. I mean, you see are the golf courses yeah. filling up more than they – did they, they, they took some time off. But with the rise of Tiger yeah. Woods coming back, has that affected it? Yeah, I think, I think the way you're seeing golf change, especially Kansas City right now, is you're seeing a lot of country clubs go public. Because, you know, back in the day you could have, you know, businesses were writing off country club memberships, right? You know, so guys would get a gig, you know, and then they, they'd have a country club membership into it. And then, you know, by the, and then a lot of great public courses in Kansas City started opening up. And then all of a sudden, you know, 2008 hit. I'm like, you know what, we've got to make some budget cuts business-wise. So a lot of those country club memberships went away. So that's why you see places like Meadowbrook that's, you know, they're building condos on it right now. It may happen to Brookridge here pretty quick. I mean, the, the whole private country club thing is kind of going away, um, which is actually great for the public golfer. And I think it's great for the country club golfer, too, because now instead of being stuck playing one place, you can go all over the, all over the city and play great courses. So um, it's just different. I think it's the same but different, if that makes any sense. I think – you, you know, you see some country clubs just, you know, selling out to condos and, and, and real estate companies and stuff like that. Um, but it doesn't mean that, that the interest for the game is down. It just means that sort of the golf landscape is changing. You know, there was a time in the, you know, the 90s and the 2000s when, you know, they were building golf courses probably faster than they should have. And, and, and now we're, we're seeing the result of that. Plus, you throw in a recession in, in 2008, and a lot of these country clubs are going away, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I hate the fact that they're, you know, they're not golf courses anymore. Um, but it's just changing a little bit. I still think the interest for the game is there. You, you may not see as many young kids want to play it because Tiger Woods is getting older and was gone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be there. All right, Brad Fanning, and uh, pretty exciting to hear again. I'm not the golf fanatic that uh, he is. Dusty is a big <laughs> golf fanatic too. He is. We've heard. He about loves it. himself. He he. 
Me and him, we were on that Tiger watch. Uh, oh, yeah. Last time he was out here making a run at a title, we, we were we were sitting here. Uh, I think he was producing a drive, and we were on that Tiger watch, seeing if uh, Tiger's going to come out here and make this run. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope he does. I hope he does. He's the only person I, I, I watch golf for. Well, I'm here for the growth and the development of the city, which this sounds like it might be doing. Oh, so absolutely. Absolutely. That's exciting. Teaming up with the nonprofit, with the event management company, um, bringing larger sporting events to Kansas City. We all want to hear that. Yeah, and I, that. I know that they've done events near here before. I think it was a few years ago, me and Bink. Uh, we actually, they were doing uh, a, rem- they were, we did a remote for, I believe it was the day shift. And uh, Bink was out there at, uh, I think it was uh, what Firekeeper Golf Course. Out there, just north of Topeka, uh, near Prairie Bank Casino, and me and him went out there, and Bink did a show from out there. Really nice golf course. Uh, it was web.com tour, so they had all the guys out there. It was really cool to see. So it, it is really nice that they're moving this actually into Kansas City as opposed to, like, you know, doing it in Overland Park. Um, it's, it, I think that's really good for the city of Kansas City. Absolutely. That's what we're about, growing the games, right, growing the city uh, through sports. Absolutely. Um, so when we come back, we will hear from local homegrown player, Daniel Shallowy of Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> Dusty with the jukebox. <laughs> Killing it. He had that 90s R&B on us. Well, this one's called Pleasantly Surprised. Pleasantly Surprised. <laughs> you guys should have heard before the show, Dusty was cutting it up in here. And he sounded like he was about to drop his hit debut R&B single. This is the beat for that song that he was he was singing for us before when we were coming in the studio. This is why he played it for us. He was feeling himself about 40 minutes ago, and this is his hit debut single. This is the beat for it. Yeah, just rhythm. Let's hear it on a Thursday night. <laughs> All right, we are back, and we are excited to hear, as we've talked about multiple times, this show will highlight some interesting stories, unique players, unique coaches. And we've got one heck of a unique player, the uh, homegrown Hungarian. So Daniel That's Shelley. your nickname for him? <laughs> yeah. The homegrown Hungarian. It's like an oxymoron in itself. But um, Daniel Shallow. Big words. I don't know what that means. <laughs> joining us, um, carving out some time in his busy Thursday evening in season to make some time from us. So let's hear from Daniel. Okay, and joining us now, pre-recorded interview because the man has got some plans tonight. We are joined by Daniel Shallowy. Daniel, thanks so much for your time tonight. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course, it's good to hear from you. Um, We just wanted to hear what your thoughts are for the season so far. Obviously, you guys are hot and heavy right now, um, running into the playoffs here after this weekend. But how are you feeling and what's the vibe of the team right now? Everybody is very happy, and uh, I think it's been a great uh, week last week. And, uh, you know, we we scored seven goals overall, so I don't think we can complain right now. And we are just very excited to uh, finish the regular season at home and uh, have the best seats to go into the playoffs. But we are hyped. We are all hyped, just as the fans are. Now, now, Daniel, last year you guys started off strong, and then you kind of lost momentum in the second half of the season. This year you guys kind of had the same cold stretch after starting strong, and then you guys have come back really hot. You're back in first place in the West, and you control the conference right now. What do you feel like has been the difference for you guys this year? Well, obviously we made some uh, great signings, just as uh, Johnny Russell, 
Felipe Gutierrez. I think uh, those guys, uh, Kyrie Shelton, Neymar. I think these all these guys helped us along the way, and uh, also to keep the the core of the team from last year. And um, you know, it's just last year what we needed was a little extra, and uh, now with these players, you can put that little extra on it, and that's why I'm. Uh, I'm happy that we are in a position to control the game and control uh, our our future. You know, we don't have to rely on other results, and this is uh, this is amazing. And this is how you want to go into the playoffs because that that makes uh, other teams scared of you. So uh, I think that was the ultimate plan when we started the season, and I'm glad that we are here right now. You brought up a name that I have to ask you about, uh, Johnny Russell. So you guys are uh, fantastic on the field together. The chemistry is obviously there. I love the fact that you are so open and honest with each other that you are going goal for goal. And every time you score, he answers you. A little friendly competition there. But on a serious note, tell me just how much excitement that he can bring to you as a teammate um, when he gets the ball, just what he does in space and eliminated player after player how does that affect you and elevate your game well it's uh i think i've learned a lot of things from him and uh just his uh movement and uh dribbles and uh you know he's he's obviously he has a history because uh he's coming from a great league and uh you could tell from the first minute that that was not a miracle that he played in that league because he's a great player and you know it's just uh it's just nice to play uh, with a player like him because he's a game changer. You know that's why I'm I'm actually super happy about myself because I have the same amount of goals as he does, and uh, he's a great player. So that's why I, it, it it motivates me to keep up with him because uh, that's gonna take me to uh, to to achieve great things. But he's a, he's a great goal scorer. He's uh, very good at dribbling. He's been uh, uh, ripping the defenses apart, so it's it's just uh, it, it's great. And yes, we are we're very good friends, and uh, we have this friendly competition. And I think uh, that pushes us, pushes us, and this is why uh, one of the reasons why we've broken some records with scoring goals and uh, being first right now because we we push each other. You guys always seem you you always seem to be the one facilitating on the offensive side, almost kind of like you're like the de facto point guard of the the offense. Is that something that you plan on doing when you go out there, or is that something that uh, Peter Vermees has kind of coached you to do? Well, it's um, we plan on it. I think uh, we practice a, a lot of things what uh, you see on the on game days, and uh, we try to uh, replicate what we do on. Uh, at practices, but uh, at the same time, we all have our, uh, our special talents, and we bring that to the team. That's why it's uh, it's been a it's been a fun season because everybody brings something different, and I think uh, this is what makes our team special. So you don't you kind of know what to expect from players, but at the same time, there's that little surprise which can win games, and uh, that's why, for example, we have three amazing forwards. Kyrie Shelton, Diego Rubio, and Christian Neymar, and uh, you know they all do something different. You have to play different with them. And also on the wings, Jerzo, Johnny, me, if Johan plays there, you always know that uh, whenever 
the lineup is different, you can expect different teams. That's why I think we can beat teams because we are uh, unacceptable with you know with our little surprises and uh, talent. Now you guys got the playoffs coming up here uh, after this game uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, do you feel any extra added pressure having you know right now being the number one team in the Western Conference, or is it kind of like you're just kind of taking it game by game? There's no pressure at all. I think uh, I was uh, I was talking to Timmy the other day, and I was like, I don't even want to practice anymore. I just want to play the games. I'm so excited, <laughs> and uh, I think this is how we all feel. And uh, you know, it's been a long season, and now it's really just uh, excitement to finish the regular season strong and uh, be uh, be sharp in the playoffs. So I have to bring you back to last year when uh, the playoff match that Sporting qualified for was actually down in Houston, and uh, it was a tough one. Uh, didn't bring back the W. What does it mean to you to now being obviously making the playoffs, but you're going to be at home? So obviously Children's Mercy Park will be on fire, as it always is, but what does that mean to you to be able to do this next step at home? It's huge. Uh, we all love our fans, and I think they supported us throughout this whole year, and there were games where we won, where we got the result because of them and because we played at home. And it's been years that we always knew that and we always wanted to get the the home advantage. And it's, it's very difficult because it's a great league. But finally, we put ourselves in this position. And uh, this is why I think this year can be a can be a changing year because uh, this is this could be our time. I think if we we can give ourselves a chance to not even play in the knockout round. That that could be huge, and uh, that could that could motivate the team and the fans so much that uh, we can make a run. Well, you know, we're pulling for you. We are thrilled uh, that you guys will be hosting at home. Obviously, uh, one more match this weekend, so best of luck to you. Why don't you get a goal? Because then usually Johnny gets a goal, so it sounds like a plan, right? Yes, that sounds perfect. <laughs> All right, we hear you have some plans tonight, so we don't want to keep you any longer. What are you doing? Is it haunted houses? Is that what's is that what's going on tonight? Uh, yes, yes, we're gonna go there, but uh, it got pushed back to tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> so, you know, because I I knew you were gonna call me, so I pushed my plans. Away. No, <laughs> he did this for us, Julia. No way, right. no way, whatever. <laughs> Well, hey, we really do appreciate it. First guest on the new show, so thank you, Daniel. Um, Best of luck to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night. Thanks, you too. He did that for us. (laughs) This is the power of the Emmy that Jillian Carroll has. This right here is the power of the Emmy. She can get a guy... A very, a very, uh, who's starting to become a high profile athlete here in Kansas City to cancel his haunted house plans to come on with us and do an eight minute interview. Lies. No, that's not lies. That's lies. the power of the Emmy right there. It's the reason why your name is first on the name of the show right there. Power of the Emmy. Listen, he's being a gentleman. He, I'm sure he still made it to the haunted house. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He did not. He's listening to his interview right now. <laughs> he is not. He is planning not. the haunted house for he's, tomorrow night. No, not, not true. Not true. When we come back, we will talk through just reaction to Daniel and obviously transitioning to Sporting Kansas City. It, Sporting Kansas City's big playoff push. But if you want to chime in, hit the text line at 69306. Otherwise, uh, stay tuned and we'll hear uh, from Uno Cero and his thoughts on Sporting Kansas City in the playoff.
shallowy, heck of a guy, really coming into his own, keeping Johnny Russell on his toes. Special thanks to Daniel Shallowy for joining the show earlier, canceling his plans right at the uh, haunted house and joining us. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's there he, right now. He he's not there. He did that. He canceled his plans. He's he listened to that interview. That I, he absolutely did that because of the the power of your image. <laughs> you are crazy. However, really cool to hear from him. Uh, you know, the guy's 22 years old, uh, but had some really great things to say. Um, I think he does a really good job of evaluating himself. Some self evaluation that I know comes uh good habits from his father who is a previous hungarian national team player and coach um i know he's instilled a lot of habits as far as uh, sending him game film sending him suggestions here and there and i think that daniel takes it to heart but uh really cool to see him just so confident on the ball um not just that but i noticed that during that interview he <laughs> was confident when i asked him that question about the playoffs about whether they got pressure like no pressure at all which is crazy for a 22 year old to say that because you know, I, I was 22 once, you were 22 once, Dusty. Same thing with you, Jillian. <laughs> and we all understand that at 22 years old, you're still really young. And to be in a position like that, where he, I mean, he is a key member of this team. Mm-hmm. And for him to be in that position and being, in, being a key part of a team that is number one right now in the Western Conference, and he's not really feeling that pressure, even though there are expectations that come with being number one. Yeah, in your uh, in your conference, the the fact that he seemed just cool, calm, and collected, having fun, canceling his haunted house plans to be on the show, that says a lot to me about a guy like that. Who to me, he just seems like it. It's it. No, no moment is really too big for him, and he's really make taking a big step this year on the field. Uh, I know last year he, you know, he kind of fought to get playing time early on, and then after the Dom Dwyer trade, he started getting more PT. Uh, you know, he's really started to come into his own. I noticed it in the second game of the year, and you definitely noticed it hearing him talk about it in that interview in the last segment, which you can hear, by the way, on the podcast page, 610sports.com or the radio.com app. Nice little plug there. but <laughs> Yeah, that's why, that's why I'm here, just so I can uh, plug stuff. <laughs> no, I think he said a couple, couple key things there, and I think this confidence that we're seeing not only on the field, but we're hearing tonight, for example, it's got to be from – the direction he receives from Peter Vermees. We know he runs a tight ship. Peter Vermees has clear expectations. And I think Daniel nailed it on the head, and he said, it's just that addition of the a couple new signings plus the core returning, and it is just going to be the it's the perfect combination. Um, listing a couple guys, obviously Johnny Russell. Uh, just It's so fun for me as a fan and as a, as a player, as a coach, as a – as a spectator, just to watch those two, I think it's absolutely, um, again, to the spirit of the show, I think relationships like that. <laughs> Getting serious <laughs> on us here. Relationships like that um, are, are unique and special, and I think it's really cool to see them. And I love that he uh, has pointed out that now they have the same amount of goals. Um, but I also do think that on a serious note, he says that Johnny makes him a better player. Um, I think that's really cool. That's what a team is, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the fun that the thing that's fun about watching like Johnny play is like Johnny and Shallowy are two completely different players. Oh, wildly you know? different. Like I said I, I, and I alluded to that in the interview. I don't know if Shallowy understood the whole point guard thing. <laughs> I don't know how big of a basketball guy he is, but you know, he's he seems like the guy. He either makes the pass that creates the goal, or he makes the pass 
that that leads to the pass that creates the goal. And and that to me is something that's really important to have on your team. And then you look at Johnny Russell, and Johnny Russell, he's like AI out there. He's just like, he's ISO. It's just him by himself, and he didn't need his teammates. He's got this. Everybody just move the bleep out of the way. Let me go out here and take care of it. That's how it is, and I, and I love that there's that contrast there because they certainly work well together. Johnny certainly makes it difficult for for the defense to focus on anyone else. And so you got guys like Shallowy who can go out there and make plays because people are looking over at Johnny waiting for him to do something. And then vice versa. You know, you got a situation where you got a you got Shallowy and he's facilitating and his ability to pass uh creates situations where a guy like Johnny can sneak up and then make a play. Right. Or maybe a guy like Felipe can sneak up and make a play. So I certainly think there's that good dynamic there where they both kind of do something different that adds balance to the offense. And I think that's one of the the things that I, I really like what I see as far as chemistry-wise from those two. And it's crazy how Johnny's been able to come in you know, really, really quickly and make such an impact. And then you get a guy like Shallowy who last year fighting for PT, now he's regular starter, scoring goals, and he's setting up other people to score goals. I love that from those two. Yeah, it's really cool to watch him. He's just fearless and, like you said, earned his playing time um, and now shallowly like a staple in the offense. So, um, the team 63 looking, goals on the season. 63 goals. That's 63 wild. goals. And I can't help but think Unless about. Unless I read that wrong. <laughs> I can't help but think about, you know, rewind to last year at this time. Um, and we spoke to Daniel about it, you know, briefly, but Hurricane Harvey was, ha- you know, happened and. Yeah, 63. It, Impacted okay, sixty-three goals this I year. I want to make sure I was right. I because I I, uh, I want to make sure I read that right on the internet. Because you know how it is. <laughs> on the internet. But last year at this time, it was a completely different story. Uh, the team made the playoffs. However, had to go down to Houston after facing them a couple times in a row due to Hurricane Harvey. Scheduling um, was impacted. It was rough. We went down there and it was not pretty. I think it was a own goal mm-hmm. uh, that. I just picture that team, and I remember standing on the sideline there, and just if I can input Johnny Russell into that match, it is 5,000% different. Or it, even a Felipe Gutierrez, any of those new weapons, and it's a, it's completely different. So it's exciting to think that, like Daniel said, the new additions are so impactful. But then the fact that it's going to be at Children's Mercy Park. I, I don't know what other uh, – influential piece they need i think that they are set to do big things in this game um i mean how much can you put on a value of a home playoff game yeah it's it's really important just because of the fact that um when you and me and julio talked about this on the 610 fc podcast um earlier in the year and the importance of home field advantage in sports i mean we obviously know that it matters but it even matters more (laughs) <laughs> we got someone on the text line. <laughs> Woo, yeah. But we it, it matters more for sporting because uh, the stadium that the players voted as the toughest place to play was right. Children's Mercy Park. So that is something that I think really matters for those guys. And, you know, that's the reason why uh, it's going to be very important this weekend's game, Saturday, I mean Sunday, 3.30 p.m., Sporting Kansas City, LAFC. We got some Fighting for the crown right? in the Western Conference. If Sporting can get this win or at least get a draw, and, you know, they obviously will lock up the Western Conference, right. number one seed, and they will make it so that the players have to play at the place they don't want to play at the most. That's mentally, is, like, defeating yes, right there. Yes, and 
it is going to be a situation where uh, you are going to make it tough for whoever is coming in to uh, to the to the uh, to Kansas City to play soccer, and that's going to help you out in trying to win the MLS Cup. So big, huge weekend as we just talked about. LAFC in town, uh, Latif Blessing and Benny Failhaber. Yeah, just coming back yeah, to Children's Mercy Park. Now that's going to be hard for both of those players, that is. especially Benny. Yes. Um, and just a big weekend in general in Kansas City sports. So we have the Mavericks back in action Saturday night after a commanding open, home opener. Looking good for that. And then Sunday is just a wild, wild, wild day in Kansas City sports. So obviously, game? Chiefs game. Well, first, yeah, the Broncos are in town um, at Arrowhead. Chiefs will do their thing there. And then 3.30, Sporting Kansas City hosts LAFC. So big weekend. Uh, Get out and support all your hometown teams. But thank you so much for listening tonight. First of many shows every Thursday, 8 p.m. Jillian Carroll and Uno Cero on 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.